I'm Sandra Jarvis, and you're listening to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, day six of the 31 in 31 October Marathon. This is episode 13, The Messy Middle. Welcome to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, the podcast where we explore the voice in your head that makes you feel insignificant and keeps you wondering if you'll ever be enough. If you're ready to silence your inner mean girl so you can unleash the badass woman within, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl. So today... We are going to just jump right in to our topic. Um, We are talking today about the messy middle. And what I mean by that is, like, have you ever been in the middle of something that was really hard and you felt like you just wanted to give up? I mean, I think that I could very easily say this is a theme of much of my life. <laughs> and and I'm not done with it. In fact, as I'm building my business, I can tell you that it happens almost every day. Like it seems like the messy middle of my business is never going to end. And I am more than five years into coaching. And I tell you, I thought it would be easier now. <laughs> but Instead, I'm discovering that every new stage of my business, um, it creates new challenges. And the thing that's interesting about that is that I think that's true for life too. Um, Every new stage of life brings new challenges. And so the challenges can sometimes seem to be never ending and we just want relief and It feels like we're in the middle of this big mess and we just want it to end. And then to make matters worse, many of us humans with human brains tend to compare our middle to someone else's end. So I actually see this a lot in my own children and they've actually gotten better as they've gotten older. But when they first left home, it was interesting because they would compare their lives to the lives that my husband and I are living. And we are a far cry from where we were when we first got married and started raising our family. Our relationship is better. Our finances are better. Our housing is better. We are better. Like everything in our lives is better than it was 35 years ago. So it doesn't do any good to compare your middle to anyone else's because you just don't have any idea where other people are in their journey. Now, with all of the trauma that I've been through, I have had to figure out how to get relief every single day in order to make it through all of the crap that was part of the messy middle of my life. And I say that carefully because I don't have any idea if the messy middle is actually over. And my guess is that it's not because if there's anything I've learned, it's like there's this messy middle and it's all the messy middle, right? Because until the day we die, we are still in the middle of life. So 
Today, I wanted to share with you four tips that have helped me continue to make it through the messy middle. And that could be the middle of whatever it is for you. It could be the middle of raising your children, the middle of your healing journey, the middle of recovering from a major trauma, the middle of building a business, middle of losing a hundred pounds, the middle of whatever. Like, I just want to give you four tips that can help you refocus so that you can make it through the messy middle without going absolutely crazy. (laughs) So that's what we're going to focus on today. Four tips to help you make it through the messy middle. All right. Tip number one, don't compare yourself to other people. And seriously, this is a big deal. You've heard me talk about it before if you've listened to the podcast at all. But the problem is that comparison is something that can often be a problem. Now, it doesn't have to be because the truth is that it depends on your thoughts about it, right? But comparison, if you take comparison and you look at it as a way to see what you're not doing as a way to beat yourself up, then it just kills all the joy in life. So stop comparing. Comparing your middle to anybody else's anything is always going to leave you wanting. Comparison tends to make us dissatisfied because what we don't have, we often think we want. So It can be a little bit different if you're looking to other people to find hope and inspiration, and that's a positive thing. But if you're looking around and wondering why everyone else has it better than you, then just stop. Just stop, right? Because looking around, there are always going to be people who are ahead of you on this journey. There will always be people who have more than you do. There will always be people who have figured things out that you haven't figured out yet. There will always be people who seem to have more peace and less struggle. But the truth is you don't really know everything about their lives, right? You just don't. And so although they may appear to be doing better, they may not be. And the truth is, it doesn't even matter. There's nothing you can do about it. You are on your journey. They are on theirs. So just stop comparing, period. So that's tip number one. Stop comparing. All right, tip number two. And this one I love. And I try and do it every day. And it is to expect the unexpected to happen. I was just talking to my own coach about this yesterday because sometimes you just have to believe that miracles are happening for you. You have to believe that the universe has your back. You have to believe that things are going to work out and find the evidence for that every single day. There's a saying that says, the eye sees what the mind looks for. Maybe it's what the mind, the mind sees what the eye looks for. (laughs) I can't remember anyway. But when you start looking for the miracles in your life, 
I think you're going to be amazed at what you discover. This is something that I'm really working on right now. Believing that there are miracles happening all around me and looking for evidence that that's true and expressing gratitude for whatever I see, no matter how small. Recognizing the miracles, the blessings, the good things in your life is a beautiful way to raise your spirits and to help you get through every single day. And seriously, it's like one of my personal life mottos is that everything is always working out for me. And so I am constantly looking around for the ways that things are working out. And I'll tell you that when I'm on the lookout for them, I find them. It's kind of become a joke in our family because I'm constantly saying, you know, something good will happen. And I'm saying, see, everything is always working out for me. (laughs) And, And I really believe that to be true. When I look back over my life, I can see all of the ways and all of the areas that everything has worked out. And that doesn't mean that it works out immediately. It doesn't mean that I'm going to see all of those things today. But there are things that I can see today. And so can you. So expect the unexpected to happen and look for the miracles every single day. Because it's an amazing way to view your life. All right. That's tip number two. Tip number three. Find ways to look outside yourself and to help other people in need. Now, I am not a believer in serving to your own detriment. Like, literally, I believe that you should take care of yourself and your own needs first. And I had a therapist years ago who used to say, if everyone would take care of their own needs and the needs of their family before they helped other people, there would be a whole lot less suffering in this world. And I believe that's true. So I am not telling you to go out and serve indiscriminately. But serving other people who are in need can give you perspective. It can help you see that you're not the only one who's suffering. You're not the only one who has difficult things they're dealing with. It can give you a little bit of a glimpse into the lives of other people. And honestly, it will sometimes just help you to see that you don't have it all that bad. (laughs) My sister-in-law used to joke whenever we were younger that she liked hanging out with me because it reminded her of how good she had it. And it's not always great to be the one with the crappy life. But since misery loves company, then sometimes serving is an awesome way to raise your energy and get a fresh perspective on your challenges. So find ways to serve. Find ways to do something kind for other people. And it can be the smallest things. It can be things like, you know, paying it forward in the drive-thru, right? Pay for the pay for the order behind you. Um, It could be getting up and making breakfast for your spouse or for your kids, if if that's not something you do on a regular basis. It could be leaving a note for one of your children who might be struggling. It could be something really simple, like you don't have to 
pull out all the stops and make dinner for your neighborhood. Like you can find small ways to look outside yourself and give service or encouragement or something kind to other people. And as I said, sometimes that just helps you and gives you perspective about your own life. But sometimes it just feels good and raises your energy because it gets you out of that negative victim energy where all you see are the things that are wrong with you. So find ways to serve, find ways to see other people and to help them. Tip number four is a favorite of mine. Okay, they're all favorites, but this one's a favorite. And that is engage in future sight. I could do a whole episode on future sight because this is a powerful concept that I discovered while I was healing from my hand. Future sight is the opposite of hand of hindsight. It's taking a look at the situation and then envisioning how you want it to work out. All right. So that's where it starts. You just look at your life and you envision how you want it to work out. And then you figure out the steps that it's going to take to make it happen. And rather than just going with the flow, you become invested in the outcome immediately. So as I said, this is something I discovered after my accident. I was released from the ICU after two weeks and I will never forget whenever my doctor released me, he came in and he took my hand, you know, this hand that we'd been working on for the past two weeks. And he said to me, I have done everything that I can do for your hand. And he said, now it's up to you. And what you get back, what you get out of this will be determined by what you do. And so when I heard him say that (laughs) in my mind, I assumed that he meant that I could recover and that I could decide how much use of my hand I was going to get. And so I made crazy goals for myself. Like I did everything that I could think of to strengthen my hand. I followed all the instructions of my surgeon. I did what my physical therapist told me to do. I pushed for things. I was my own advocate where my surgeries were were concerned. I showed up for myself every day. And in the end, I recovered about 80% of these of my hand, which let me just tell you, that is miraculous from where we started. It's crazy. There's very little that I can't do that I want to do. And I even taught myself to play the violin again, which was a big deal. But here's the thing. When I was writing my book, I interviewed my doctor and I asked him some questions and he told me that he didn't really expect me to have the recovery that I did. In fact, he said, you really shouldn't have your hand because of all the complications and the things that went wrong throughout the process, I should have lost it at some point. But he said, you recovered because you believed you could recover. You recovered because you had the vision of what you wanted your life to be like, and you just went for it. 
And that is what I call foresight. Foresight is an amazing gift to give yourself because when you are stuck in the messy middle, (laughs) it sometimes feels like you don't have any control. But the truth is you get to choose what your life is going to be like. So don't ever forget that. Just don't forget that you have a choice in what your future is going to look like after you make it through the messy middle. So if you're struggling to make it through the messy middle right now, whatever that challenge may be, then remember these four tips. Okay. Tip number one, don't compare yourself to others. Just don't do it. Tip number two, expect the unexpected and look for the miracles that are happening for you every day. Tip number three, find ways to look outside yourself and help other people in need too. And then step number four, engage in future sight. (laughs) Because here's the thing, guys, while we can't necessarily control our circumstances all the time, we can control how we react to them. So today, choose to be conscious of the way that you're thinking about your challenges. Strive to see them as an opportunity for growth and lean in to the messy middle so that you can come out of it the way that you want to come out of it. And I'll just tell you this, if you need a little bit of help, I totally got you. So this month, I am introducing a new coaching program called the Self-Love Club. And the Self-Love Club is a place where you can come to learn all about how to silence your inner mean girl. And you can develop confidence, get clarity about what you want going forward, develop compassion for yourself, and figure out how to have a sense of inner peace and calm. This is a place where you will get to make connections with other women who are also doing this work and a place to explore who you are and what you want so that you can start living the life you deserve. So if you have an inner mean girl who's kept you from really becoming the woman you want to be, join the waitlist to get more information on the self-love club as it becomes available. The self-love club is a group coaching program and there will only be eight women in each group. So it's going to be conducted over Zoom and will include classes where I teach you a concept and then give instructions on how to implement it in your life. Plus, it will include weekly group coaching. So this is not a subscription program with videos and coaching calls where there's hundreds of people and only a few get coached. This is going to be small groups, meeting together weekly, getting to know each other, building relationships, supporting each other, while also getting incredible coaching and life-changing information from yours truly. (laughs) And the best part of all, it is all for a low monthly charge. So I'm really excited. This is something I've wanted to do since I first started coaching and I'm doing it. So the first cohort of the Self-Love Club will start during the first week of November. And again, it's only going to be open to eight women. Registration will be on October 17th, but those on the wait list will get access to early registration on October 15th. So I'm putting the link to the wait list in the show notes. And if this is something you'd like to be part of, then click the link and get on the list today. All right. I can't wait 
to get this going and I hope you'll be part of it. So that is what I've got for you today. If you're going through the messy middle, I get it. And I've got you. Come join us in the self-love club. All right. Have a great day, everybody. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. If you're enjoying the podcast, scroll down and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you'd like more information on how to work with me, schedule a free consult using the link in the show notes. I'd love to chat about how coaching can help silence your inner mean girl and unleash the badass woman within. You've got nothing to lose except your negative self-talk. Schedule your consult today.